Welcome to a weekly look at all things high school sports around the South Plains. Powered by the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Here's the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. Third week of the playoffs, my name is Alexis Cubitt. I'm high school sports writer at the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. I just want to come on real quick and just talk about few of the, the different things going on. We have t- nine teams still playing right now. One of the team's coaches I will be talking to in the next segment, Chip Darden from Lubbock Cooper. They are currently 11-1 and one on the season. Um, the one loss obviously coming early on. They have two big wins during the postseason. Started off with a 66-0 win over Fort Worth Wyatt. Then this past weekend beat um, – El Paso Burgess, 49-7, so Coach Darden will be talking about that. His first year winning district championship, playing Randall again, just all that good stuff. So if you are looking for that, stay tuned here in the next few minutes, and I will be speaking with him. As for the rest of our coverage area, the eight other schools, we've got a lot of action going on. Uh, Five of those nine teams are undefeated, which is amazing to have that many in one coverage area. Um, still playing, still doing really well, one of which well-noted Estacado 12-0 right now. They'll be playing against another undefeated team in Midland-Greenwood. Looking forward to that matchup. They'll be playing uh, the night game actually on Friday in Abilene at Abilene Christian University. The game that I will be going to will be um, this Friday afternoon. Abernathy and Friona will be playing here at Plains Capital Park so that should also be another good one. Abernathy 9-1 and on the season with their second straight district championship, which is amazing, awesome for them. You know, coming up after that realignment, they got bumped up to 3A Division two and have uh, done really well with it. So, um, yeah, I'll be out there for that. Then you'll have post 12-0 on the season. Um, it's only the third time in program history that they've reached 12 wins like this. I wrote about it a little bit in my column. So if you haven't checked that out, that is available at LubbockOnline.com. Right touch on all of the, the undefeated teams still playing right now. So Post will get West Texas and Dimmit. Um, that'll be an afternoon game on Friday. Sundown will play Holly. Holly actually eliminated New Deal, which obviously Sundown and New Deal in the same district. Um, Sundown had a good win over Lindsay this past weekend, 45-21. to 21. So... Those two squads will be playing um, in Colorado City at 7. Then you move to six-man action on Friday, and you'll have Jayton playing Blackwell. Both of those teams undefeated right now. Um, That'll be uh, an evening game, 6.30, in Gale. Motley County will play Groom and Nazareth at 7. Then you move on to Saturday in weekend action, um, Lubbock Christian. Undefeated right now, they'll be playing against Colleyville Covenant Christian Academy, say that 10 times fast, at um, Av- or in Abilene, 3 o'clock, and that will be for the TAP State Semifinals. Um, Eagles also having a really good year. They won their district championship in a wild game over Trinity Christian. Um, so they're 12-0 on the season right now, and the last time, according to uh, head coach Chris Offley, the last time Lubbock Christian has been 12-0, was in 2004 when they won the state championship and they finished 14-0. and zero. So, like I said, talked about a lot of those teams in, in my column. Be sure to check that out again. And then Borden County rounds out the last of those 
games played on Saturday. They'll be playing against Rankin, who only has one loss on the season. Uh, the Coyotes are undefeated. That will be in Robert Lee at four on Saturday at Forest State quarterfinal. Then should they win that one, um, they'll just keep rolling and, you know, not uncharacteristic of Borden County to have this much success. Trey Ritchie's done a great job there. And, you know, I believe it's been almost 30 years he's been there, but he's been the head coach for 12. So a lot of good actioning happened around the area. We'll be sure to keep you all posted as we get information. So be sure to send us scores, stats, you know, any exciting plays, and we'll promote that for sure at um, on our website at lubbockonline.com, all of our social media, um, different avenues, however you want to get it to us. We'd love to have it to be able to let everyone know about how our teams are doing. So anyway, I hope you all enjoy your Thanksgiving weekends. Like I said, just wanted to hop on real quick and give a, a quick overview of what we've got going on in the area. So if you, you know, just wanted to to drive off some of that turkey, feel free to take a trip to one of those games. We've got some great ones in town, not in our coverage area, but Dumas Indicator will be playing here at Plains Capital Park on Friday, right after the Abernathy Fiona game at 7. So, um, yeah, hope everyone has a good one. Good luck to all of our area teams. We'll be sure to be watching and keep you all posted. Stay tuned next because we'll have Coach Chip Darden. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. And welcome back to the second edition, or the second segment, rather, of the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. I am here with Lubbock Cooper coach Chip Darden. How's it going, coach? Good. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, um, first off, I mean, congratulations on winning another district championship. Um, I think one of the things, kind of the same thing with um, Estacada coach Joe Cooley, we forget that you guys are still pretty young head coaches. What does that mean to you to be able to get a, a district championship in your first season as a head coach? It, it means a lot. Our, uh, our program in general is, um, we're, we don't take it for granted being in the situation that we're in. We know that there's a, there's a lot of people not playing right now and, and district championships are hard. Um, you know, you, you get a gold ball for every playoff win and, and that's fun, but that's, that's one of the themes that we had with our guys was district championship gold ball. You got to play five games and in some districts more than that, but for us, we got to play five games to get that gold ball and, and win five tough games. So, you know, not that not that these playoff gold balls aren't aren't important and aren't fun, but there's just something a little bit special about that district championship. So, um, humbled to be in this position and proud of our kids just just uh, for for them accomplishing that. And um, it, you know, it was a fun deal winning that district championship. And then when you consider that every single team that made the playoffs from your district is district is still playing right now you know, three rounds, what does that just say about the district and what can you tell about just the competition that you guys faced? Yeah. And I, we're really not surprised by that one bit. You know, we, uh, when we played Randall and ended up coming away with that hard fought win, you know, had to come back there with three minutes to go and, uh, just kind of talking to their coaches afterwards. And, we just told them, uh, I know they're going to be there in the third round Just see if we could do our part to get back there. I mean, that's just kind of how we felt. We felt that they would be there and um, just not surprised one bit. The thing that is, is interesting is I think uh, a lot of talent in the district, but then just a lot of really good coaches. I mean, even the two, the two teams that didn't make the playoffs are, um, you know, two of the best coaches in the state. And, and then you add the four that made it. I just think, think there's a lot of good coaching um, and then kids that, 
that know how to win, a lot of tradition, and so makes it special, makes that district championship really special. But, uh, you know, at this point, we're all – everybody everybody knows each other. We've played each other quite a bit the last few years. So um, that, that makes this dynamic here in, in the regional semifinals a little bit different. Yeah, definitely. And then you consider the fact that you'll be playing Randall again this time. Like you mentioned, a little bit of a close game. They had taken the lead there in the fourth quarter a couple weeks ago. Um, before you guys ended up finishing off, I believe that was Tyler Harrison had that um, that winning touchdown. Uh, what do uh-huh. you just take away from that game moving forward? Obviously, a lot has changed in the you know the past few weeks, but what are you expecting to be different this time? Yeah, you know, I think you know I know Randall's going to be better. Um, just you can just see it on film. They're just they're just going in the right direction. I hope we are too. Um, you know, you hope hope you're playing your best ball and. Uh, there is, uh, you know, <laughs> I thought last time that they came here, the thing that stood out that they did is they played really hard and really physical. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times in that game I didn't know that we matched that. And so that's, you know, point of emphasis for us is is to play hard and play physical and, and not let them be the more physical team. Um, but we also know with their style and what Coach Selman does up there that, that that's kind of their M.O. That's what they do. They want to control the clock and – um, you know, you just run the football well, and then they're going to get you with play action and make sure that you're being sound with, with everything that you're doing. And um, so I, I don't think scheme wise, there's going to be on either side, just a ton of change, but I just think you're going to hopefully you see both teams playing at their highest level. To me, that's what you want this time of year. You want everybody playing at the highest level and, and let the best team win on that night and um, kind of see where it goes from there. Right. And then you figure, you know, you win this one, there's a good chance you play Ryder. You know, we all know what happened last year with, you know, you beating them during the regular season, but then they won during the postseason. Is that a focus for the guys, or are they to where they're just honed in right now to this week because of, you know, how close it was a couple weeks ago? Yeah. You know, the as a coach, we you try to do things and make sure that, that my mindset is right. And to us uh, right now, it seems like it is. They're folks on Randall. They know uh, we were pretty fortunate to beat Randall uh, the first round, first time we played them. So I think that's 100% the focus right now. Now you can't know what's in the back of their minds until you kick it off on Friday yeah. afternoon. And so hopefully, hopefully we'll see Friday afternoon that their minds were right and they're they're looking at this game right here. You know, we've got a lot of guys that have played a lot of playoff football, but that, that were big parts of that run that we had last year. Um, and kind of our our theme, um, as soon as district was over, the theme for our team was don't use that experience to think about how do we win the fourth round game. It was more how do we use that experience to get back to the fourth round, mm-hmm. and then we can focus on what we need to. But hopefully our playoff experience from the past is helping us to understand the process of, of the first, second round and getting those wins, and now the process of handling practices on Thanksgiving week when you don't have school and mm-hmm. um, when a lot of other people are sleeping in and, you know, playing video games and they're out here practicing. And uh, I think we've seen it um, on the practice field, but, again, you don't know for sure what, what's on their minds and how their focus is until you kick it off on, on Friday afternoon. Right, and that's something that I think every coach talks about, every player talks about, is I want to practice – you know, Thanksgiving week, they're not really concerned about, um, you know, taking off or turkey and mashed potatoes and all that good stuff, yeah. but they, they want to practice. You know, how exciting has that been just to, to be able to have this opportunity? Yeah, it, and it's a, 
it, it is a neat deal, and, I, and I'm glad that our kids don't take it for granted. You know, you we've been fortunate enough the last few years to to be playing on Thanksgiving week. You know, it, actually in the past couple of years it was it was the second week of the playoffs. Um, so we were fortunate enough to do that, and um, you worry sometimes that kids might take it for granted. All oh, this is how it always is, but they don't. They're they're having uh, having fun with it, and I, we're trying to make the practices pretty short and get them home with family and. The other thing that we talk about quite a bit is, you know, that we're around these guys, we're around each other as much or more than we are with our, you know, our immediate family. And this is just part an extension of our family and kind of our, our deal is Thanksgiving week is about being with family and, you know, there's no other family that, that we'd want to be with and all of us together. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's a, it's a good group of guys that enjoy being around each other. They, they make it easy on coaches. You know, uh, I hadn't been across too many groups that you just didn't want to be around as a coach, but this one is for sure one that we like being with. We don't, we, you know, don't have to worry about things with them. They're just, just a good group of guys that we enjoy hanging out with. So to me, that's what Thanksgiving is all about. And that's what this week is all about. And, um, kids are having fun with it. Yeah, definitely. And then just moving up to this point, I mean, you start off with a 66-0 to win over Fort Worth Wyatt. Then you give up one touchdown in the first quarter to uh, Burgess in the 49-7 win. Uh, defense, you know, that's that's kind of what sticks out is to give up seven points in two games, one touchdown. You know, what is it about this group defensively that, that makes them so tough? I mean, you have, you know, Kobe McKenzie, then you have – you know, Carter Bradley, all those different guys that, you know, can make plays for you guys. Yeah. And we've tried to, one of the things that we try to do, especially early in the year is play a lot of guys, um, try to rotate a lot of guys, uh, one, keeping them fresh as the game goes on, but then also, um, it, it develops depth and, you know, it, some, there were sometimes it was hard and non-district. We just played so many close games that, mm-hmm. We're just right down battles down to the wire that maybe we didn't have the confidence to play quite as many. Well, then we, we got fortunate there in the middle of our schedule that we were able to, to develop some quality depth. So I think what we're seeing right now is a little bit of that depth helping out these first two rounds of the playoffs um, where guys are coming in and com, uh, competing at a high level. Um, one of the things, the Fort Worth Wyatt game that we were really proud of was how there was no letdown um, as we started rotating and getting different guys in. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get a big, big first half lead. It's pretty easy to kind of relax and maybe not play quite as hard, not execute at a high level. And that was our what we stressed to them at halftime was that second half needs to be the exact same intensity, the exact same focus as the first half. And I thought that they did that. Um, and then, you know, this past Friday, it was a little bit closer, still a battle. But again, the point of emphasis was start fast. And, you know, we returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown that just gets us momentum and gets us rolling. And mm-hmm. those kind of things are just what we're stressing. It's good to see when it works out in your favor on that. Um, but then, you know, again, talking about defense, they, those guys are, their mantra is they want to make them snap it again. Mm-hmm. And so, no matter what, they're going to try to make a play, make him snap it again. We saw that the other night a little bit too. Kobe McKenzie gets a, a strips the ball, just takes it away from the guy. And that was after we had tackled um, their their good back on a long play, and you know we really could have given up on the play, let him score, thinking, oh well, he's you know they're going to score anyway. But those guys just make him snap it again, and sometimes good things happen off of that. And um, 
just playing hard and, and getting to the football, and that's that's kind of what they've been doing, and, and make them, you know, make them earn everything that they get. And we we have some goals that we try to get as a defense, and those guys have been been getting those, been getting some three and outs, and it's been pretty fun to watch them. Yeah, is there anyone who's maybe surprised you on that side as far as you know? Maybe you you figured they'd be a big player, but this year they've just kind of exceeded your expectations. Yeah, the, you know the the defensive line has just been pretty uh, created some havoc pretty much all year, um, and and you know some of those guys that are on that defensive line, Gage Peters, um, Kyler Jordan, Lucas Martinez. Lucas Martinez is a senior that um, has just taken off and you look at him you look at him next to some other guys he's not necessarily uh an imposing figure but he does his job does it does it really well mm-hmm. Dawson Ritter Jacob Vasquez um Ryan Fife just just a bunch of those guys and I'm, I know I'm leaving some of them off I, I don't hate to leave anybody out but the D-line in general we we do a lot of stuff with them we we run different fronts we ask them to do different things um, their technique changes quite a bit on some stuff, and those guys handle it well. And the main thing that they do is they try to create havoc. They they call themselves the game changers, think that they can affect the game that much um, when they're having a good game. And so they, they've been the ones in particular that, that we've been impressed with that have done a good job. And then one other senior that I would like to point out, he mm-hmm. plays outside linebacker for us, is Caden Mosley. Um, he's really come on, especially towards the end of the year here. He just playing really physical and um, doing a lot of good things. So um, it, it's a team, you know, it's cliche to say it's a team deal, but it really is. And on defense especially, those you have to be unselfish and you just have to be willing to play really hard in order for us to have a good defense. And I think our guys are doing that. Yeah, I don't want to give anything too much away because it will be my feature, but kind of that, that blood in the water mantra that you guys have taken up, just exemplifying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I, we've got multiple uh, – that blood in the water has, has grown a little bit. It's got multiple meanings to us. But the biggest deal that we think is that um, we can feed off of each other, you know, and, and a lot of times that's that's uh, on enthusiasm and our energy level. And But I just think all through throughout the game of football, that blood in the water mentality just affects a lot of things. If somebody gets a big hit, it, it gets everybody going. When somebody sees somebody playing really hard, it makes other guys play hard. Um, if quarterback makes a bad play, throws an interception, and he comes off with good body language, I think other guys feed off of it. So that's that's kind of the deal there. There was a – you know, I know your story will have it, but there's a specific um, – meaning to that blood in the water but as as we've grown gone throughout the year it's like it's grown and it's taken on multiple meanings and Mm -hmm. um i think it's something that the guys really enjoy and really uh take to heart yeah definitely and then of course you can't you know leave out the the scoring because you have to get points to win um you know just Mm kind of that same thing you have cooper lefebvre who's come on you have you know jacob dennis nehemiah martinez Isaiah Johnson, what are you seeing from from that just group? And then, of course, you know, Cam Bettner's there at tight end. What are you just seeing from from the offense as a whole? Yeah, a lot of a lot of what we're seeing, we're we're not snapping the ball a whole lot of times, um, and and we're we're kind of different. We've moved away from the up tempo stuff. We're kind of uh, kind of slow it down. We want we want to control the pace, but we're seeing a lot of teams that are doing the same to us, and so. We're averaging, I think, our last about four games, we're averaging around 
35 to 40 snaps in those games. And, that you know, you take that from when we're playing Friendship and Coronado and we're snapping at 80 times. That's just uh, – it's just a little bit different, which it's a little bit more of our style, and we, we don't mind playing that kind of football. But um, I think what it does and what we've been proud of our guys is each possession – is that much more critical when you're limited on plays, you're limited on possessions. You just really have to take advantage of, of any situation that you've got. And, and I think our guys have done that. And you mentioned a lot of players there, those, those guys that you mentioned, they've just played a lot of RC football. Mm-hmm. They've got experience. They, they can handle situations. Um, they don't get too high or too low during games. Um, in, and all of them also that you mentioned, they're physical, and that, that's including the quarterback, Cooper. I mean, we've got – we, we kind of stress to them that we're going to play a physical brand of football. That's how we want to set the tone when you're – when it's a shortened game, when teams running the ball, that's what you want. You want physical players, and those guys have done it. Starts up front with our old linemen. Um, it, you know, those old linemen can really make those backs look good, and um, – they they've just gotten better as the years gone on too, and those tight ends are included with those old linemen. But just uh, th- those guys have really taken advantage of opportunities. And and if you you know if you'd have told me that we'd have go about three or four games in a row where we're snapping the ball 38 times, it would it would make me nervous and make me think, man, we might not have been very successful. But the offense in general has executed at a pretty high level, which has allowed us to continue to be successful. So you guys will play Randall Friday. 4 p.m. at Kimbrough Memorial Stadium. Do you like that afternoon time, or are you more of the still in that Friday night lights mentality? I like it this time of year, um, especially on this Thanksgiving holiday where, you know, I wouldn't like it if it was a situation where um, we were in school and it'd be real hard for fans to get there. But we kind of like it. We we can get home at a decent hour. It's not going to be 1 in the morning we'll get home. and. (laughs) Um, still get those Friday night lights towards the end of the game. I, I think it's a perfect time. All right, sounds good. Well, Coach Darden, we will be watching, and uh, good luck with everything, and we will talk to you later. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely, and thank you all for listening to all right. another edition, edition of Lone Star Varsity.